my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I am one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear. Now, Chris, what are we going to review this week? Well, Dave, this was your pick, a movie I've never, ever seen. It's always been in the background there as a iconic 80s VHS cover, but I've just never got round to watching it. So this one is starring Tom Hanks, John Candy, Daryl Hannah, and Eugene Levy, Dave. I was getting a bit muddled up then, Dave. Uh, but anyway, this is from 1984, and it's Splash. So like I say, I've never seen this, but what about yourself, Dave? I remember watching this on video. I uh, must have been around 85 or something. Mum and Dad got it out. Um, we had the old uh, copy as well, uh, so I was able to watch it multiple times. Chris, I loved this film. <laughs> I don't know why. And you know what? It's not until I started watching it again that I was like, God, I know everything that's coming here. <laughs> I think I've maybe underestimated how many times I've watched this. And it's just, it was probably not the first thing that I saw Tom Hanks in, but it was one of the first. I, I think Joe versus the Volcano, maybe. Uh, maybe I saw that first. I, I, it's, it's all a bit hazy in my memory around that mid-80s time. It's a long fucking time ago now, Chris. Um, <laughs> so... It's- uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I just really enjoyed it. I'm not entirely sure why, you know, I'd have been, what, uh, nine, eight, nine or, or whatever at the time. So yeah, I'd I, 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 I picked this one. I saw it was on Disney Plus and I thought, oh Christ, I, I remember watching that, you know, as a kid, but... Yeah, it was it was only when I started watching it I was like, yeah, I used to fucking love this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I think I think with me, I just remember that there was certain bits in it for Daryl Hannah Dave that you know <laughs> never seen. You know, I've never I've never actually seen them, but you know when you read about them, a bum shot and other things, and we'll get into that because this is on Disney Plus. You know, and there is some changes to the movie in there as we get into it, mm. but. I'd never seen it. I didn't even realise John Candy was in it. He's also got, which I quite like, a red Pontiac Firebird, Dave, with the mm. Knight Rider hubcaps on. So that was that was about... the. That's one positive I can say for the movie, anyway. And it's based in New York. So, it's, I mean, it's all, I don't know what it is. I don't like you, Dave, but it's so eerie seeing the tin, uh, tin, the Twin Towers every time yeah. I watch something. You know, like, just anything pre-2001, even... We watched, like, Sex in the City, and, and funny enough, it come up today on Facebook that last year, I confessed to everybody that I'd watched all six seasons of Sex in the City <laughs> in about a month, because I bought it on DVD, and me and Sam went through it, and I absolutely loved it. I know I shouldn't say that, but I love just ridiculous shows, so it just, and that had scenes in it up to 9-11. They never addressed it, because they were filming around 9-11, and just, they just mm. took out the Twin Towers in, in right. the opening sequence, because of what had happened, but they never actually addressed it, but... But yeah, I don't know what it is. It always fascinates me. I mean, I think one of the most fascinating movies is Home Alone 2 because he's actually on top of the Twin Towers for that yeah. one shot, in it, Which is yeah, just like, yeah. oh my God, you know. So, but anyway, that, that's just me as a, a lover of New York. And I think any movie that's got New York in it for me, Dave, he's always, it gets an extra point anyway. Don't matter how shit yeah. the movie is. Even Remo fucking Williams, whatever he's called, you know, 
<laughs> Mustachio man, sorry, Glenn. Um, that guy always gets a point. <laughs> are, are, are you sure? Because I'm not sure that you didn't send that to the bottom. So, <laughs> well, I th- that's about the only plus about that movie. A, a, anyway, a mental poor man's point. James. Yeah, yeah, poor man's James Bond. But there you go. <laughs> awesome. Now, Chris, should we get into our trailer? Let's go. Alan Bauer has a very successful business. Okay, Bauer, you're ruined. You're finished. You're a ghost in this business. How'd you like some bananas at cost? Deal. He's got the wisdom and support of his brother, Freddy. I love this guy. Do you hear me? I love him. Give me a kiss. What's the matter? You too big? Give me a... I just want to meet a woman. I want to meet a woman, and I want to fall in love. Not much. And worst of all, Alan Bauer feels with all his heart that he doesn't have one. Freddy, something in here is not working. There are worse organs not to be working. Number two, Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And then, one day, accidentally, from out of the blue, it happens. Just looking at her is pure ecstasy. Just touching her is a lifelong fantasy come true. Just being in love with her plunges him into a wondrous world of rapture and enchantment. Just one problem stands in his way. A little secret she's trying to keep all to herself. There is a mermaid in New York City. How come she's got legs? She has legs out of the water. She has fins in the water. What about a woman showing up naked in a public place, Freddy? Well, I'm bored, of course. Can I come in? No! All right, let me in. I'll be right there. I'm just changing. That girl is a mermaid. All my life, I've been waiting for someone. And when I find her, she's... She's a fish. Nobody said love's perfect. She's really hungry. Daryl Hannah, Tom Hanks, and John Candy. Splash, a fantastic tale about a fantastic tale. In 1964, eight-year-old Alan Bauer and his family are taking a boat tour at Cape Cod. Alan is fascinated by something below the surface and jumps overboard. In the ocean, he encounters a young girl and inexplicably finds himself able to breathe underwater. However, Alan is rescued and pulled back to the surface and the two are separated. Since no one else saw the girl, Alan comes to believe the encounter was a near-death hallucination. Now, Chris, what do you reckon to the opening of this movie? You know what, Dave? I'll give this movie some credit because I didn't absolutely hate it. But And I think the DNA of, you know, rom-coms, you know I love a rom-com, Dave. Mm-hmm. And I know you'd said that to me off the podcast, like you might actually like this and get Sam to watch it, which she didn't, Dave. But um, <laughs> I ended up watching it on my own. I found that 
it works as a proper rom-com, and I think it sets the stall out for movies that come after it. I know this wasn't the only, it's not like this was the original rom-com, but the DNA we see now, I go to, you know, we've been to cinema loads of times, me and Sam, and this sort of movie always happens. They get together, they're a bit of adversity, they separate, get back together, everyone's happy. But I'm going to call out Tom fucking Hanks again, Dave, because <laughs> just like, is it You've Got Mail, whatever it is that we did, where I said he's a, a psycho, he gets on my fucking nerves in this, Dave, because he's just shouting all the time and and screaming. I'm like thinking, well, Woody wouldn't do that in Toy Story, Tom. Come on, calm down. But he's really <laughs> aggressive, you know what I mean? I don't like, know. <laughs> you are a toy. Of course he would. <laughs> Reach for the sky. Yeah, but, but, he, uh, but he is, he just, I, I don't know, he just really pisses me off in this movie. And I think I read something, Roger Ebert's review, he only gave this a 1.5 out of 4 or 5 or whatever, and he said that John Candy should have been the lead. It made more sense because Tom Hanks at this point was a complete unknown, really. There was loads of people at all this, like Tom Cruise, everything. There was loads of them, and they give it to him the role, and they said it should have been flipped. I just find he pisses me off all the way through this, Tom Hanks. He just, he, I don't know what it, Daryl Hannah's good, and obviously she's beautiful as well, but... Just gets on my fucking nerves. And John Candy's playing, to me, out of all the characters you see John Candy play, he's almost like playing an extension of the guy who played in the Blues Brothers. You know, this bit cocky. I know he was like a cop or enforcement guy in, in the Blues Brothers, but it's like he's an extension, a bit of an arse, but he's, he's lovable as well, loves his brother and yeah. all that. I don't, I mean, that the casting's ridiculous, Dave. It's like having me and you as brothers in something. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not fucking, I mean, I'm not being disrespectful. It's not Arnie and Danny DeVito, but there's no you resemblance. you calling me Danny DeVito here? <laughs> no! <laughs> but I mean, height, looks, everything. Obviously, I'm the better looking, but you'd be fucked. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no way this, there's no way my nose is, is getting passed off as a same jeans as yours. <laughs> one, 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 one. I'll give you that one. <laughs> well, I, I, I have to say, I think Tom Hanks, there are some things, and I don't think it's his performance. I think it's more, uh, it's more in the writing. I think uh, there are some problematic things that he does. It's not as bad as you've got mail. No, no. But, um, you know, he, he just becomes very arsey very quick doesn't he and daryl hannah is basically she's like she's like the perfect girlfriend she never says or does anything wrong at all you know she never challenges him or anything really she just worships him and the ground that he walks on so okay, that, no, was what, that was real that's that's <laughs> what i <laughs> that's what i found a bit problematic with it but i have to say God, this this took me back, and I loved it. I just really, really enjoyed going back and watching it. I, d I did have to say, I mean, I, I remember even as a kid, like, like I say, I was about eight or something. When I was watching this, I, I was a bit, I, I, don't, I don't know if I would use the word shocked, surprised, probably more than anything, that when she gets out of the water and she's naked, and like you see a bummer and everything it's just it's not something you normally see but this is this was a pg there was no such thing as yep. a pg-13 at the time or anything so it it was all fine then and that, but now you know they they digitally touch it up so to speak you know and make her hair longer and and cover it up but fucking hell what a bunch of lechy fuckers 
by the Statue of Liberty. You know, they're all just fucking getting as many pictures as they can. I'm like, you fucking dodgy fuckers. You know, no one's, like, offering a coat or anything, and, you know, I, I just found that all very, very 80s. But, well, um... <laughs> <laughs> go on. Sorry, I'm just saying that. Even 43-year-old Chris here went... 13, 14-year-old Chris Phelps and was on Nipple Watch, Dave, because there is a couple of nipples, and I know full well again, I know it's a running joke now, but I know full well that <laughs> as a kid... You yourself. No, I don't know about that, because it's not on long enough for that, but I definitely probably, if I'd known about this, would have watched it a little bit more, Dave. I would have been fucking... I would have had my face about fucking six inches from the fucking telly. This um, <laughs> is not HD back then, is it? No, no, no. When, when you used to pause the tape, it used to do you remember it used to shake <laughs> you know you forget about that <laughs> yeah, with DVDs yeah. and stuff don't you but uh, you couldn't get a good pause no <laughs> I thought you said good pause then no you couldn't either but no and I think you're right because when you I know the scene with the hair and like covering the backside and what they've done it looks fucking terrible it's almost Henry Cavill levels of moustache you know in the, the Justice League it's really bad in it a hair the way she goes in the water. I'm not saying, you know, I know it's an iconic scene for, you know, whether you agree with it or not, but it's all part of the movie, the original. All it is is a bum day, fucking hell. But yeah, they, they yeah. really Disney-fied that bit and a couple of other bits, I believe, from reading it. But, yeah, I think you're right. I don't, I don't, I don't hate the movie at all. I really don't. It's a proper 80s romp. It's more just Tom Hanks. Say, and you're probably right. It probably is the writing. He's probably not necessarily Tom Hanks. He's been directed to act a certain way, isn't he? But... Um, I must admit, watching this, Dave, I've got, I've, I've got to say, I've, we've got to do big at some point. I love that movie, big, mm. and and there is a few bad scenes in it which we'll probably oh, call Christ. out now. But but <laughs> I, I remember, I've watched that so many times, the, the yeah. big. I absolutely love it. So we're definitely going to throw that one in there at some point in the next couple of months for my, either my pick or whatever. But definitely, but but yeah, I think I think. It sets it out well, I think. I mean, I think he's a bit weird, though. I think Eugene Levy's character, Walter Cornbluff, he's a bit of... He's, he's almost... You know what? It sounds stupid, this, but he kept reminding me of the fucking Terminator. He was like... He was so hell-bent on trying to soak her to, to show that she was a mermaid. He was... I mean, even... He gets he gets done... Like, he looks like he's trying to assassinate the president, but nobody fucking even... Like, shoots him, nobody, there's no consequence to oh, it. in real just, life, he's dead. He'd be dead, I mean, he'd be dead, wouldn't he? he's got 18 bullets right in his brain. <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%. <laughs> they wouldn't have even twitched, would they? They'd have just shot him. But, but yeah, he's a bit of a weird one, because he's trying to expose the mermaid all the way through Madison, isn't he? And, and even stuff with Madison, when she finds out... Um, you know, like when she learns to speak and everything, and he's talking about it, and I think there's a good dynamic between Tom Hanks and John Candy. To be fair, I think I think there, there yeah. is something. There is there is a good bit of chemistry. John Candy's himself, lovable self, I say, playing like that character all the time, and and I think it just works. I think I think the movie's just for me. I find it really pleasant. You know, watching it. Yeah, I I like John Candy in this, and and again this. This is one of my uh, favourite things with him in it. And, you know, he is a bit of a toe rag, really, isn't he? I mean, when he's a kid, you know, and he's throwing the coins on the floor and trying to look up women's skirts, you think, right, if he's about six, I, I don't know. Or, or I guess he's roughly the same age as Alan. So, you know, let's say he's about eight. You're thinking, well, okay. But he's like... 
nearly fucking 30 and doing it. And John Candy is a big bloke. <laughs> you yeah. know it's, It takes Alan to pull him away. And it's like, no, I'm sorry, mate. If John Candy is doing that, everyone can fucking see that he's doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and he's writing to Penthouse magazine and stuff. And he's chuffed that he gets his... Um, he gets his uh, story printed and what have you. So he's obviously, you know, he's a bit of a porn addict kind of thing, but he's got that kind of heart of gold, hasn't he? And I, I think you can see when he comes in, in in his flashy car and stuff, and he's bought these, was it cherries or something, but they're shit, they're dodgy. Um, but And then you've got this guy who's really angry, and he's saying, I'm going to run you out of town and everything. And he's like, I, I'll get you some bananas at cost. Sold. You know, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. and I'm like yeah. well, that was a fucking 180, wasn't it? I know <laughs> bananas aren't like fucking some rare commodity or anything, and I'm sure the markup isn't like, you know, 100% or something. So I, I just thought that was a bit, it didn't take me out of it, but I just thought I, I couldn't help but step into reality and just think how nonsensical that was. Yeah, it's true that I was laughing at that bit, thinking, well, you know, <laughs> a pound or a dollar, and they'd say yeah. a dollar bunch of bananas, I'll give you for 70 cent, wow, wow. And you know what, Dave, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were talking last week, I mean, look, we're just on Turtles, and we shouldn't have liked it, that is a god-awful movie, but I really enjoyed going back and the nostalgia of it. But we've got a little link again, because we had the Corey Feldman two movies in a row, but now we've got a New York re- reference with this one, Dave. So we're in New York for two movies running. Not invertedly, yeah, it's just yeah, you've yeah, just picked yeah. it. I picked, obviously, Turtles. That was New York. So, yeah, another little link there. We don't do this on purpose, guys. I'd love to say we plan this, but we don't. <laughs> yeah. but, um... <laughs> well, I tell you, one of, one of the... I, I mentioned about, you know, Tom Hanks being a bit problematic. But what do you think to the fact that when she turns up, you know, she, she ends up being taken by the police and, you know, she's got... She's got his name, I think, and he legs it. I, I don't know why he's legging it. You know, it's a random person who he doesn't know uh, has got his wallet or something. And, and But anyway, he ends up there, takes her back to his place, and, uh, you know... Gypsy bread. Get a bit jiggy <laughs> with it. But she can't fucking speak English or anything. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? And, and also, you know, when he's talking to Freddie talking to John Candy in that, he's saying about how he's got this problem and he, you know, he can't love anyone. I think it's the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's fucking, he falls in love just a bit too quickly, I think. Yeah, you know what? I've not even picked up on that with the language barrier thing, but you're right. That's like, (laughs) that's so fucking bad, isn't it? It is bad. She she could be on fucking day release or something. You know, I'm not being funny. She could just, he knows nothing about her at all. And you no. know she's a mermaid, <laughs> and she, and she's just got her legs and presumably lady bits. So you know you've got to think she's she's kind of a virgin. Well, she is, unless she's fuck flipper, Dave. But you know I, mean? <laughs> I don't know. You know, there must be mermen. You know, she had an affair with a shark. With Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, a shark or a dolphin? I don't know. <laughs> but, but oh. when she's when she's got the flippers and everything, you know, she doesn't have the lady bits, does she? No. No. No, that's true, actually. I don't know. 
Yeah, it, it, I think it's one of the, I think, <laughs> we're thinking far too much into this, aren't we? But, I um, think so. I keep thinking <laughs> of getting fucking nailed by a dolphin nowadays. That's terrible, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, let's Dolphins can be randy buggers. They, uh, <laughs> can they? Have <laughs> yeah. no, you not seen some footage? No, they've seen one where you've got this old woman and, and they're, they're like there feeding the dolphins. Next minute, it jumps up on her. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Dave, now like, I told you about the duck... <laughs> <laughs> duck thing on Gogglebots, didn't it? That fucking show where the, the duck's pleasuring the woman and he's been loads of complaints. It's an Apple movie or a show or something. Did I tell you about that? No, I don't oh think my so. God. I thought I told you. So if I have, I for- forgive me. So we're watching Gogglebots about two weeks ago and it's right at the end. And this woman is in like a pond and she's, and she's in like a park and there's a pond there. And someone starts talking to her and she's like, Oh, what's fu- what fuck it? Who's talking to me anyway? She realizes that there's a duck talking to her, right? <laughs> this is a proper film. I'm not bullshit or series, whatever it is. <laughs> and, and it starts chatting to her anyway. They become good friends. So next minute, she's having a bath with the duck. And I'm watching it. I'm looking at Sam. She's looking at me. And, I'm, and everyone on Gogglebots, all like, the people who do it are all like looking. I'm looking at Sam going, that's a bit fucking weird, that. You know, that's a bit, it looks a bit like they were enjoying themselves, but no sexual bits or anything. I was thinking, it's a bit fucking strange. Mm. Anyway, the next scene, she sat there and the duck says to her, can I just try something? And she goes, yeah. He went, she went, can you take your pants off and lie down? And I'm like, holy fuck, what is going on? These feathers everywhere. Wow. The woman orga- wow. orgasms, Dave. I'm not joking. The woman orgasms. The fucking duck's feathers are everywhere. And I'm like... Holy fuck. <laughs> I, he was definitely using his beak there, Dave, one way or the other. But <laughs> it, they've had loads of complaints over it. You'll have to put put it on and just see this bit. It's on YouTube. It's fucking ridiculous, <laughs> honestly. I've never seen anything like Because it's bestiality at the end of the day. And some fucking weirdos made a fucking show or a movie about it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. I'm, so, so what was that? Send, send you go on for later, later. Yeah, but... yeah. <laughs> So, so interesting fact for you, Chris. Just changing it completely. So, in the original script for um, for Disney's Little Mermaid, Ariel was supposed to be blonde, and so ah. because this movie came out, it, it would just be a bit close. So they had to change it and gave her red hair. So that's why you've got, you know, this quite iconic Little Mer- Mermaid red hair now. Oh, I didn't realise that. Yeah, direct result of this film. And I'll tell you another thing as well. So they're trying to find, you know, after she's taught herself English and everything. Yeah. And then uh, he's rattling off names, you know, what should we call you and what have you. And they come across Madison Avenue, don't they? And then she says, oh, Madison. And he's like, that's not a girl's name. <laughs> <laughs> but But she likes it. So this is this film is credited with creating that that kind of uh, popularity for the name Madison, oh. and I I don't know Chris if this has been subliminal, but my second daughter's called Madison. I was going to ask you that day was it a result <laughs> of this movie? So. I don't not not consciously, but I I didn't realise. If that line wasn't in the film, I wouldn't have even looked it up. But yeah, it wasn't really a popular name until this movie. That's mad. That how, yeah. how 
Bizarre, because I was going to say that to you before, like, with your daughter as well. That's so bizarre. Well, lovely name. Oh, I think we had Madison down. Obviously, we, we called Jordan Jordan, but we had, I think we had Madison, we had Chelsea, we had a few names, and that's going back 20-odd yeah. years, so must have just been popular at the time, Dave. I know Madison's a lot younger than Jordan, but, yeah, that's strange, that. Really, yeah. really co- good coincidence. But but I think, I think the way... It's like, in the, I mean, you always say this about movies, and you're right, you've just got to go with the plot, it's a plot device, but she gets done for indecent exposure, doesn't she, because she, she goes she goes out as a mermaid, goes under, comes back, and then she's washed ashore, the Statue of Liberty, and because she's got his wallet and everything, like you said before, you know, it's he, in her care, and he has a bit with her and all this stuff like that, but there's loads of leaps in this, as I'm watching it, I was thinking... Oh, this is fucking nonsense. The coincidence is that Tom Hanks' character, Alan, is in the right place at the, you know, at the right time. Yeah, Every yeah. single turn, he is there. And I think, I think that's what it is. I mean, this movie runs for one hour fifty. And I wouldn't say it drags, because I don't think it does, because there's loads of lovely set pieces in New York. I really, really enjoy I love looking at the places that I've been probably the same. I've walked around and I'm like, oh, that looks mm. different now. Oh, that's LA. Even Times Square and stuff's completely different, yeah, you know, than yeah. what it is in this. You know, it's really pedestrianised now. But yeah, I think... I think more than anything, watching it was, it was just one of their movies where I kept thinking, this is definitely a Sunday afternoon. It's fuck all on telly. Sit down and just watch something and don't think about it. A Channel 5 movie is such, I think, now. Whereas yeah. years ago, I know that VHS cover. I can clearly see it. I used to see that all the time. I never, ever wanted to rent it. But I don't, I, I could be wrong here, Dave, but I don't remember it being on UK TV a lot. I could be completely wrong. Uh, I don't know. Like I say, I, I, I remember it, like we had a copy of it on video. So if it was on TV, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't have bothered watching it. But yeah. maybe, maybe it was the nudity in it, because they, they'd have probably had to have shown it after nine o'clock. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe, yeah, unless they cut it out. Sometimes they just cut them out completely, that's, don't they? That's true, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was, because you like, know last week... Sorry, hard, where they just completely butcher the, the sayings, overdub. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell, yeah, they, they do, they really do, because I was, I was looking at it last week, and there was something with the turtles, so when we watched the turtles, we ended up watching the American version, but the UK version didn't have a couple of scenes in with the, like, the oh, nunchucks, right. that bit with Michelangelo with the nunchucks and stuff, that mm. wasn't even in the in the UK version, European version, they cut that out because it oh, depicted right. someone, depicted the hero with a weapon, I don't know why, because it's fucking stupid, but uh, yeah, strange, really strange, but no, and, and, and getting back to that point, when I said about that bootleg copy last week, I think that I had an American bootleg copy, because I remember that Michelangelo going with him with the nunchucks and stuff, so maybe that's the yeah, yeah. the copy had. But anyway, back to the sorry, Dave, I'm railroading <laughs> it as right, usual. Right. But, but no, I don't. I think I think when we get to the at the dinner party with the president and he's he's chatting and everything, and obviously you know Tom Hanks is there. He's coming with his beautiful girl and that and Eugene Levy. I mean, nobody <laughs> gives a shit in these movies. It's like the police academy. He's got a fucking broken arm. He's trying to serve. He's getting, he's getting, he looks like he's been 10 rounds with Tyson and none of the Secret Service even look at him and go, this guy looks a bit suspicious. Yeah. It's fucking weird. It's so strange. <laughs> it's great. I, I'll be honest, I'd forgotten about his character really and, and how prominent he was. But he's a man on a mission, isn't he? He knows. Yes. And, he, and he actually saw the, the mermaid, didn't he? He saw uh, Daryl Hannah, you know, in a mermaid form when they were down when he was down diving. So 
you know, he, he knows it and he just has to prove it. And I, I did enjoy the fact that, you know, he keeps soaking these, uh, this other couple. <laughs> the guy oh, just that's funny, yeah. Him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lift one's good because he's only had a crack off him when he's got the camera, doesn't he? And he, he shows him, put his hand on the camera and then you, you hear all the punches, yeah. the, the Batman 66 punches. Yeah. When, when they go up in the lift and he soaks him and it's that yeah. couple and he's like, oh, shit. And he gets levered, doesn't he? Yeah, there is some good little slapstick bits in that, I must admit. Yeah, and I like as well, I, I think it's quite a, a good rom-com moment when, you know, they're eating at dinner and uh, he's asking about, you know, he kind of wants to marry her. He thinks she's like an illegal alien, so she just can't get a job. And he's saying you can get job down the dock kind of thing we'll we'll hide you essentially and then she just starts tucking into this massive lobster <laughs> you know and everyone <laughs> around is just watching yeah. her and i i thought that was great again it's not like really laugh out loud hilarious but just a great rom-com moment you know because he's there sort of looking uncomfortable he's like oh she's really hungry so i i love that bit yeah, I do. I, th- I think as well because she's so beautiful and the way she's dressed and everything, it it, it fits it well, doesn't it? And she's like, "This is the way I eat lobster." And I'm talking, like Alan's there, like, "No, no, it's not about that. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever." It's like the Blues Brothers scene again, another Blues Brothers reference when they go into that restaurant when they're trying to get the uh, the bass player guy who's the maitre d at the, the restaurant, aren't they? And he's like, "I want mm-hmm. to take your kids and all this, you know, and all, how much for your kids and everything." <laughs> they're eating chicken, aren't they, and stuff? Yeah. She's not doing it intentional like they are. They're doing it to piss them off. But no, honestly, yeah, I, I, I enjoy. Actually, now we're talking about it, I, I really actually enjoyed it more than I thought. To be honest, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, because you've not got the nostalgia as well, like. Uh, with with the music podcast, you know, we've just done a, a Led Zeppelin album, which I didn't really have any nostalgia for at all. And I, I listened to it the first few times and I was like, oh, I just can't get into this at all. And then you listen to it more and more and it grows on you. I, I think if you watch this a, a few more times, you, it would really hit that um, sweet spot where, you know, it's a good, enjoyable rom-com. But again, not withstanding the the Tom Hanks fucking problematic bits. Because again, when she's just trying to have a nice little salt bath and he's he's saying, okay, Madison, what's up? You know, and he basically barges his way into the, ba- into the bathroom. <laughs> and you're like... <laughs> Maybe she was just having a shit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Maybe she just didn't want you to force your way into the bathroom. Now, I think the scene was good because it ramped up the tension. You know, she's trying to dry a little tail off there, or massive fucking tail, actually. Um, uh, you know, so it was a good tense scene. But I, again, I was just sort of standing back and thinking, why are you fucking barging in when she's just telling you she's fine? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It, it, it? There is just some little little things that are a bit strange in this. But look, Dave, it, what is it now? Thirty? So it's thirty-eight years old. This movie, isn't it? Yeah. And that makes us that makes us really old. It, uh, does. Know, it does actually. <laughs> yeah, I think I was six when this came out. But no, I just think it's a good movie. I'm, I'm sort of glad that you picked it because it's one that has always been in the background that I have to watch. You know, like one of them proper iconic movies from the eighties. But I just never got round to it because it just never. 
it wasn't in my wheelhouse of martial arts or anything. It would have been simply if if if, it had got, if Sam at some point had said, "Oh, she loves Splash," I probably would have watched it. Or it was on TV. I mean, Anna and Granddad or someone had it on, and I'd yeah. sit there and watch it with them. But I never would have. Uh, I never would have sought this out. I certainly wouldn't have sought it out at the video shop. Even when we had that full year of videos that we could rent one a day, I wouldn't have even gone near this movie because there would have been definitely a Lauren Avedon movie I'd not seen, Dave. So there's no way <laughs> or a wrestling a wrestling event that I had to watch. So. I just wouldn't, this, this, that's the one thing I love about doing these podcasts, good or bad, no matter what the movies are, and we've done, I mean, look at the yeah. room, you know, we, we, that's become all samurai <laughs> cop levels of iconic yeah. on this podcast already, because it's so shit, it's brilliant that we're all, in, not enjoying, you can't really say you can enjoy that movie, but we're all experiencing it, and coming away with something different, and things like this, I wouldn't have watched this, there's no way I would have watched it, but just... Knowing that I finally got round to doing it, whether it's under us reviewing it or just whatever, I'm, honestly, I'm dead pleased that I've watched it now. I must admit, that's good. That's good. Even the, even with your love of rom coms, you still wouldn't have watched it. No, no. On, on, honestly, if Sam had said, "Do you want to watch Splash?" Then definitely. Like, you know what she just said to me, Dave, just before we're recording. <sighs> I'm not happy. She said to me. Top Gun's coming out in a few weeks. We're going to have to watch the first one again. Because we've got, oh, we've got one this God. She loves it. She loves it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck a doodle do. So, I've got <laughs> so we're going to watch it maybe tomorrow. Because in the next few weeks, I've got Top Gun. I mean, I've got Jurassic Park coming out, and I cannot wait for that. That is a cinema... 101. You know what I mean? I've got to watch yeah. Doctor Strange. I think I've, I've asked about Doctor Strange, and she's like, I'm not watching that. So it looks like I'm going Monday afternoon on my own, Dave, to watch that one. But... Um, yeah, she, she said Top Gun, and you could literally see my, me that false smile of mine going, oh, yeah, let's watch it. I'm Yay. thinking, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, I went to watch Doctor Strange, and they, there's a, a trailer for Top Gun on there, and uh, it just reminded me, I, I don't think I hated it quite as much as you on the rewatch, but I was just massively disappointed, because I remember watching it a lot as a kid. But... Um, I, I just think back to that notion that he's basically had one, <laughs> one, one mission <laughs> and he yeah. did all right, and then he's like, right, I'm retiring and, be, and becoming an instructor. It just get, that when the trailer was running, that was all I could think about, you know, because it's like this fucking <laughs> legend. I'm like, it's like someone who's just come on a football match popped in the winner and then it's like right I'm done now I'm retiring yes. I'm yeah. going to go into coaching I've reached my peak <laughs> I've reached my peak yeah that's yeah. It. it's true it, that, you know what there that's a great analogy of it because it is it's like it's like someone racing Usain Bolt and he's got a hamstring problem or something and they beat him and he's like right that's it we're done or beating like you say Tyson Fury or someone a one-off fight or Tyson in his prime and someone like Buster Douglas and then he's like right I'm finished see you later guys look it's a weird film that and, and watching the trailers I've seen I'm the same as you and I've been to the cinema I've seen about two or three different variants of the trailer because obviously it should have been out last year because the Mission Impossible has been pushed to later on this year as well because mm. they were both they both finished they both were ready last year but because of COVID and not being able to watch them in the cinema they didn't want to release it on digital or anything like that they wanted it to be a cinema experience which I agree with I may enjoy it I, I love Tom Cruise as a person because I have completely complete respect for him doing all his own stunts when he's yeah. flying the planes 
We know a Mission Impossible. That's him. There's no fucking blagging. You see, I mean, I watched that one with James Corden. James Corden's a fucking cock uh, these days. But that one where they're, in the, where they're doing the uh, parachuting, have you seen that one out of the plane? from no, about eight, no. oh, I've not seen it. It's really good from about 18 months ago. James Corden's there, hamming it up to the camera, and he comes and he's he's, he's on like an airfield, and then Tom Cruise is there, and they're all like the, the audience are all like cheering and that, and then oh, they do a skydive. I think you might have sent me this before, actually. Yeah, I think I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. James Corden does the fucking splits as he hits the deck. To be fair, nearly fucking hurts himself. Ooh, but but Tom Cruise, wish. exactly. Well, yeah, Tom Cruise is there. He's fucking brilliant. He's just there chatting away like for five thousand feet up. Next minute, he's like, "See ya." And it's, it's, you know what I mean? Like, you know, in any other movie star, it wouldn't, there's no way they would do it, but he mm. does it. And I, I, and that's the one thing with watching Top Gun that I'm looking forward to, I must admit. And Pete fucking Maverick, I don't buy any of it. He's a six-year-old <laughs> bloke with fucking terrible fucking Just For Men. But as a person, I fucking <laughs> like Tom Cruise. You know, I think I think he's going to be really good in this movie because I, what I see him flying them planes and stuff. So that, that adds to it. Well, you can report back, so I won't be watching it. <laughs> what do you mean, Dave? We're, do we're doing that on Comics in Motion. We're doing a late phase <laughs> one, are we? Yeah, no, we're not. We're fucking not. Don't you worry about that. No, we're not. <laughs> but um, I tell you, getting back to Splash, Chris, the, the thing that annoys me about Alan here, you know, Madison's been saying that she's got this secret and she doesn't want to say, and he's been saying, you oh, know, come on, tell me. He's badgering her, trying to tell, tell, um, get her to tell him. And then, obviously, it comes out because, you know, uh, the Dr. Ross guy, he, he eventually soaks her in front of everyone. Like you say, he'd, he'd be taken out by the Secret Service, you know, without a doubt. But, um, you know, so he ends up in the tank. And basically, when they they reintroduce them, you know, he just flinches away and he's really fucking arsy yes. about the whole thing. And it's like, well... Why are you behaving like this? Obviously, it's a bit of a shock. We get that. But she told you she had this massive secret and she wasn't comfortable about telling you. But I didn't like his reaction to it. And it was actually, it was only Freddy who basically put him straight. He's like, well, you were really happy with her, weren't you? You know, even yeah. though it's only been two fucking days and apparently you've got this problem with loving anyone. But um, yeah, no, I just, I went off Tom Hanks at that point. It's funny, you know, because you're right. He doesn't fight for her, does he, or anything? No. He's just he's just there. I mean, he gets arrested, but and and he's in this bloody tank, innit, and stuff. And they put her in with him and stuff. But you're right. I'd be you'd be straight in there, wouldn't you? Trying to get like the woman you love. This this undying yeah. love for the whole movie that we've seen is about what he feel. Even even I mean, it takes John Candy's character to actually give him a kick up the ass as well at one point, doesn't it? But but it's just bizarre how that works and he I mean his character he's in that tank and he's like I'm not a fish but you know what I will say Dave the realism of the way that the, the that's very clever the way they drop Daryl Hannah in the water like she's mm. a shark or a a yeah, dolphin. Yeah. It's little things like that that you. I can't wait. I mean, I'm really fucking enthusiastic about all this. So, you know, <laughs> but but I, I found that really good the way they did that. They didn't just it put her good. in as a person. They, you, they they basically took her as she was a an, like an amphibian or something and drop her in. So they're very yeah. clever, subtle things that they'd really looked up on that. Yeah, no, it, it was really good. And 
you know she was a she was a great swimmer as well and basically they they had stunt women there uh who had like the flippers on and stuff but daryl hannah outswam them all so they ended up just using her yeah she was a really good swimmer apparently Oh, that's interesting. She, and I don't think it would have worked if you'd used body doubles. You need no, her in the water. No. You can't. I know this is obviously holding a breath and things like that, but it wouldn't have worked if you'd done, like, uh, longer shots and that, maybe. But you couldn't do any close-ups with her, Dave. I mean, fucking hell. You know, you'd definitely notice there if it was yeah. a change. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say some of them, but I'm not. But anyway, <laughs> let's keep it PG, people. Well, there you but- go. <laughs> But again, I, I think Dr. Ross, when um, when Alan has had some sense talked into him and he goes and seeks out Dr. Ross, who's there with his fucking broken arm and everything, and he's in the uh, dentist chair. <laughs> again, you, you just get this physical comedy with Eugene Levy, don't you? And, uh, again, I just appreciated his performance. And I was kind of feeling sorry for him by this point because he was just trying to prove the existence of mermaids. That, that, yes. And he was hell-bent on it. He didn't really, you know, consider there were people, you know, behind this. But then you get the badder baddies turning up, don't you? You know, the the people who just want to dissect her and stuff. Or gets a bit E.T., really, doesn't it? And, um, yeah, I, I thought I, I liked the kind of redemption of Dr. Ross and, and just how he came around there. Because he was a bit of a cock at the start. Yeah, he was, and he was, and, and I like that as well, because when when you said you were, um, you were saying you were doing this, and I, I forgot the cast, I said to you, didn't I, I thought we were doing Armed and Dangerous, mm, which is John yeah, Candy yeah. and Eugene Levy, which I think was done around this time. Again, it's one I've had on my radar, I loved it as a kid. It's a, it's basically like a version of Police Academy, I presume it might have been just after Police Academy, maybe after this, but they're in, they're the two protagonists of the whole film, and it's got a lot of the same people you see. But I, did, I kept thinking Tom Hanks in it, and then when you said Splash, I was like, oh shit, right, yeah, because I didn't realise John Candy was in Splash until you'd said it last mm. week. So I do, will do Armed and Dangerous. It's a yeah, stu- yeah, have, have you not one. seen that? It's a stupid, stupid movie that day. Really is. I've heard of it, but I, I just don't think. And I've seen the trailer. I just don't think I've actually watched the movie. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be a good one to do. But um, when they get into, you know, they come up with this plan, don't they, that they can get in and uh, rescue her. Again, it gets a little bit... Oh, it is almost Batman 66, isn't it, <laughs> with, with the whole plan, you know. It, it, Dr. Ross says, I've come with these two Swedish uh, professors and or Swedish scientists, and basically this security guard is half Swedish and can speak Swedish and then John Candy says something which is clearly off a porno or something <laughs> and then you know they 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 basically wrap up Daryl Hannah you know wrap up Madison and then you know they come up with this story that oh she squirted acid or something into his face and whatever and I'm just thinking these security guards are shit really aren't they you know <laughs> just it's just awful just oh god oh my god you know and, and the other thing that took me out of it quite a bit and it was a great comedy moment but when they walk in and they realize they've done the old switcheroo and it's Freddy there 
and yes. he's got he's got a little fishing rod you know he's got his <laughs> yeah. he's got his trousers rolled up and he's got his fishing rod in the tank and i'm thinking yep it's a great comedy shot you know again john Ca- john candy massive big cheesy smile and stuff with a fishing rod but i'm thinking why did you bring a fishing rod <laughs> And what are you fishing for? <laughs> yeah, he said that, didn't he? He went, he went oh, the water's lovely here, guys. Come on in. Yeah. And they're like, oh, fuck. You know, they've duped us sort of thing. You're right. He's got shorts on and everything, hasn't he? It's fucking funny, yeah. <laughs> so, you just got to yeah, go with it. Good. Yeah, you do, you do. But then, you know, they do make their escape. And, you know, then you get that, that choice, don't you? You know, Daryl... Uh, Madison, you know, she's going to go back home, she's going to jump in the water, and then she theorises that, well, when they were kids, you know, Alan could actually breathe underwater and stuff, so he'll be absolutely fine, and, you know, I, I it got not a, not choked, maybe just a little bit down from choked at the end, because obviously, you know, it doesn't look like he's going to go, and I, I couldn't quite remember how it finished, but, you know, he does actually jump in with her, and uh, then we basically roll credits but did, did you hang around for a little bit while the music was running no no did you, oh did what have i missed go on what have i missed well there's like a little shot of atlantis or something underneath the water so just oh, off new that. york apparently that's where atlantis is <laughs> i didn't realize that dave at all yeah, it's just, I mean, oh, what a dick. you basically think as soon as the credits roll, you know, that's that's pretty much it, but yeah. I mean, it's not a great shot, to be honest. It, I mean, it's very much 1984, and it's quite, you know, it's off in the distance. But, um, yeah, I, I, and I don't remember, I probably, as a kid, I probably turned it off as well at that point, so <laughs> I don't really remember that bit. No, I, I, honestly, what a dick. I'm going to have to watch that now. I'll, I'll put it on just for the end bit. Just yeah, to see yeah. it, just to complete it. But no, I didn't see it at all. I just went Disney Plus, see it, because it's on there, isn't it? So I just, I just yeah. fucked it off then. Oh, what a dick, Dave. Silly <laughs> dick. Anyway, Dave, shall we get into our scores? Let's go. Hi, Dave. I'll go first. So, very surprised, and I must admit, we talked about this the other day again off the podcast, but when we get together, I don't know how we're going to go with it or what we feel about these movies. Obviously, this was your pick, so I, I understand where you're going to come from on this. And like last week, The Turtles, but I didn't come into the podcast with as much enthusiasm until we started talking about <laughs> it. But I did enjoy the movie. I really did enjoy it. It's it's a different type of movie. It's a rom-com. Like I say, there's a few things with Tom Hanks' character not necessarily him. I think you're probably more right than the way I was going to come in and just lay into him. I think you're completely right. I think it's one of them that it just works. John Candy's good in it. The cast, because Eugene Levy's good. Set in New York, so I'm always going to be biased. So I think for me, Dave, I'm going to put it in Hall of Justice right in the middle. That's a completely different podcast, so I'm sending it to Hill Valley Day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle. But if it wasn't Comics in Motion, it'd be Hall of Justice. But there you go. But it's definitely going to Hill Valley, just before Mr. Tony Farina tells me off. So uh, what about yourself, Dave? <laughs> well, you know, this this had a budget of $11 million and made just under $70 million. So it was... 
it was modest at the box office, I would say. Or uh, not, not modest, that's not the right word. It, it didn't set the world alight. You're not talking, you know, 200 million at the box office or whatever. But I think it's really when it hit the video, this just exploded. And for me, Chris, this is massive. You know, and even though you've not watched it, you know the video case and everything. And I just, I just think it's great. I, I just really enjoyed going back and watching this one. Yeah, of course, I was I was actually expecting more to come up that that would be problematic. So it, it wasn't quite as bad as I thought it might be. But um, I I just really really enjoyed it. You know the the touchiness um, or, or the touching moments between uh, Alan and Madison, and then John Candy's character. I forgot how funny Eugene Levy was in it as well. So I'm I'm not going to send it to the top. It's not quite that good. Although I must admit the nostalgia did have me considering whether it's a cloud city, but no, it's it's going to be a Pleasantville for me. Just really really solid movie, and yeah, I'll I'll be putting this back in the rotation. I think. Oh, no, good stuff, Dave, and thanks for picking it because it's one I would never ever have watched. Like I say, so no, I'm glad I've watched it now and ticked it off the box of many. <laughs> VHS covers. Well, <laughs> speaking <laughs> of speaking of movies, you would have never ever picked. <laughs> what we're we going to do next week, Chris? <laughs> Very good segue, David. So I have picked some fucking turkeys on this show. I know you've done the odd one, Dave, but I have picked some god awful movies. But one man stands head and shoulders above me for picking some fucking movies. For your height only was the pinnacle of this man's pick, Dave. <laughs> He's a great guy and a great friend. Uh, the only problem is he puts a lot of Liverpool stuff on fucking Twitter, Dave, which I'm not happy about, just like yourself. But I can, <laughs> I can handle it on, man. I can handle your, your stuff. But John, this is not good, my friend. So this is from our great friend, Mr. John Hammond. <laughs> I ain't got a fucking clue what I'm going to walk into on this one, but this one is called Hard Ticket to Hawaii. So let's get the trailer rolling. Hard Ticket to Hawaii. It has it all. The awesome, pristine beauty of the land. The warm caress of perfect beaches. <laughs> the tantalizing wetness of the Blue Pacific. Hawaii. It's a great place to visit. But you wouldn't want to die there. <laughs> what a line. What a line. What you a star. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Four of America's finest, ready and willing to oh, pay my the word. price for <laughs> Oh, my word. <laughs> They're undercover, but not Crikey. equipped. I fucking bet they are. <laughs> In John Hammond, yeah. There's hard flying. Putting his shoulder out with this, this one, Dave. Oh, hard oh. flying. Hard oh, flying. my word. Are everywhere. <laughs> He's fucking magnificent. Oh, it's a poor man's Franco. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my word, this is amazing. <laughs> like the A team, but we. Yes, yeah. Eight. That is amazing. All I'll say, this Dave. Ain't no hula. It's a hard <laughs> ticket to Hawaii. Oh, fucking get him! <laughs> oh, this is magnificent. This is on YouTube as well, Dave. In it, the full movie. Yeah. Oh now, my god. 
the the version on YouTube is is cut up. It's edited quite a lot, so we might have to see where we can get it. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it does look pretty great. It's like a a bad Magnum PI, like you say. I don't know about that, Dave. It looked like the eighteen, but with double Ds to me. There's a lot of double Ds going on there. Oh, this is this is fucking right up my stream. I'm sure. No wonder John Hammond's fucking pissed. You're watching one. it this afternoon, are you? I am. Yeah. <laughs> I bet John's watched that on his own a few times. But anyway, so Sam's on the walk. <laughs> John loves me saying this, but I bet John's had a few lobobs watching that one, Dave. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> What a fucking trailer. I'm rubbing my hands right now, Dave. Fucking yeah, hell. The only good. thing I will be rubbing. But anyway, <laughs> if you want to support us like Mr. John Hammond, get over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the VHS Strikes Back. If you want to follow us on social media, at VHS Strikes Back. And if you want to email us, the VHS Strikes Back at gmail.com. So today's roll call of honor is Mr. John Hammond, Blake, Maths, Jacks, Herb, Lucky Lula Green, Kent. Dylan, Heath, Matt, Carl, Paul, Alec, and Timothy. So thank you so much, guys, for all your support. We really, really appreciate it. <laughs> really good. And if you can pull movies out like that, that is fucking outstanding. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that. Honestly, I've not seen that trailer before. Amazing. So anyway, Dave, so glad you picked this, mate. <laughs> really enjoyed it. What are you going to take yeah. us out with today? Are you not going to give the Patreon roll call of honor? Uh, I've just done that, Dave. You obviously wasn't listening because you were yes, looking at hard right. ticket to Hawaii. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I, I realised, Chris, that all the way through, I've been talking about Eugene Levy's character as Dr. Ross. And Dr. Ross was, of course, his boss. <laughs> I was talking about the wrong character. But um, I, I like this line from Walter, Eugene Levy. He says, I'm a really nice guy. If I had friends, you could ask them. <laughs> I'll speak to you next time. Bye. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'll be back. That's not. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Wax on, wax off. Go for it. Well, here we go. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Come on. Ain't so bad. Ain't nothing. You must be crazy or something. I'm crazy. You're just a stupid Yeah, baby. You crazy or something. Ain't breathing heavy. He's a fool. He's stupid. I've seen you in six hours. I must break you.